chameleon adapt himself to any part, uh, you know, any whoever was around him. And Peter Sellers likened that to his life. He he felt like he didn't know who he was, but when you gave him a character, he snapped into it. Well, he was literally raised by television, Tom Stood Gardner. Like, uh-huh. he would sit in front of it and watch it, and that was his world. He never left the, the house or the backyard. So that when he talked so to people, true. he just behaved the way he learned. Right. So, you know, he, he's polite because people are polite on TV. You know, it's, it's just kind of, that's what he's mimicking. Mm-hmm. Did he break the bank? No, he just... He always bets on red 16, and when he didn't bet, it hit. And he goes, oh, dwat. Uh, now she got... You know, I like to do small talk about me, roulette. He got slipped a note that says, meet me at the Café Royale. It's like a of an affair he's going to have uh, with the Countess. <clears throat> yeah, it actually said, develop a headache and meet me at. You know, for small talk, I like to talk about roulette just to get the ball rolling. Understood. But that conversation just goes round and round and round. Now, our would-be assassin has now been distracted by a lady of the night. So he will miss his opportunity. What do you mean, lady of the night? Well, it's night. She's a lady. Oh, yeah. Well, then technically all of them. It's your Uber carriage? Oh, no. Follow that cab. Is the taxi cab driver James Mason? (laughs) No. Good call. No. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like James Mason in disguise. That horse had a, a, a speaking role, but they cut it. Yeah, he, he was, was a little, he horse, was a little that horse. day. Yeah. Now here we are at the cow, um, the Cafe Royale, and he's going to begin his affair. It's an ongoing. He's trying to nail this broad, let's say, and the Count yeah. will show up. Now, the Count is the best actor in this film, even better than Sellers. Great. Is it uh, Peter Cook? No, uh, it's not Peter Cook. I was thinking of Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. I think of Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Did you ever ever listen to the Goon show, the radio show he did with Spike Milligan? That was how he got his start. I never listened. You know, they used to, I used to get the records, the, the vinyl at the Montclair Public Library, because there would be, like, tons of collections of it. And a lot of it is just kind of goes right through you, but there's certain, there's certain parts that are really funny. Like, it really clicks. Like, look, it's funny. Like, you know, it's just crazy voices and stuff. Wow. Good party. How can I help being reckless when I'm driven to 
<laughs> like off screen, Peter Sellers was a terror to everybody. You'd never know it from watching the film. He's great. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Count is his fault for him. Now we are meeting Sid Freewin. And Sid is a cab driver, too. So he goes to the would-be assassin with his Cockney accent, and he's like, Hey, mate, this is my beat, it is. You've got to push off. Oh, yeah. This is like at the airport. They get savage. Uh, yeah. He sounds so cockney. I mean, Roger Daltrey laughs at him. <laughs> Robert Daltrey says, what? I'm sorry? Come again? Yeah, right. You're a shepherd's bush pizza, you is. Excuse me? They're fucking at the table. They are. I was They're just going to say, does that look like he's trying to get inside? <laughs> That's right. This looks wrong. Now, here he comes, the Count. Now, this actor's name oh, no. is Gregory Sierra, and you might know him as the neighbor on Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Holy shit, I do have right. Yeah, and Barney Miller. Now, I'll yeah. play a little audio oh, yeah, yeah, right. with him. He's Ramon. He's Ramon. Yeah, I'll play a little audio when he confronts uh, the king because he's so okay. good. So he's yeah, the best part of this movie. Buddy Ramon. He's the best actor of this whole film, man. Yeah. So now the king will play his card like, I know you're a gentleman. Uh, you know, would you please at least, ex you know, give me the courtesy of a duel? Oh. Very well, sire. <laughs> I am. You can count on me. <laughs> I gotta warn you, you're gonna be down for the count. Ba-boom! Very good, Michael. Hey, you know, when these... Actor, when I know these who the best actor is. Now the king takes advantage and BAM! Sucker punched him. Yup. Now, one time we were watching Mr. Billions, and I missed your joke, liar, liar, pants on fire, so please make sure you do it again. Okay, well, it's the element of surprise, so uh, I will do, I will riff it spontaneously when, if it is shall occur. Oh! Get ready. Huh. Liar, liar, pants on fire. What that a liar! That guy's on fire, it's not his pants. Yeah, you're right. It's Did not... I ever tell you? I burned myself. You know, I worked as a banquet waiter when I was young, and uh, I used to do these. I would wear tuxedos, and I would work at the station with like a well, open flame. And I looked down, and my tuxedo lapels were on fire. Yeah. And I said, "Oh," and I just patted it off with my gloves. I also burned a hole in the a jacket of some of one of the guests. So we, the company, had to pay for it. Okay, now this is very funny. He needs to put out the fire. 
But the thing is, is he's a distinguished gentleman. So when he gets up, see, he plays it off like, oh, I meant to do that kind of thing. <laughs> yes, he's smiling and walking off. <laughs> yeah, that's the way you own the moment. Okay, now, huh. they, these two, are very concerned about the king because he is just a playboy, and so they conked him on the head to get him out of there. So wait a minute, this, so is that Peter Sellers again? What's that? That's the driver? Peter the Sellers driver? is the driver, and Peter Sellers is also wearing okay. a crown, and he goes, is that the man in the iron mask? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 Ooh. Now, that's, the general that's they is call noticing it. the resemblance right now. Uh-huh, what a coincidence. It's a coincidence that will get explained. Yeah, but I mean, it, it doesn't need to be explained. It's such an old, isn't it the Prince and the Pulper? It is. The old uh, Mark Twain strip. Yeah. And then every variation. Like, season three of any sitcom has a bit where, like, you know, Kevin James bumps into Kevin James and they switch it for a day or something. So now... Um, Fritz and the general are making an offer uh, to, to Sid, to Sid Freewin, saying, we want you to come to our country and be a driver there. And he's like, I've got to ask, why me? He says that the drivers in their country are very poor and they could use someone who's a good driver for the, the royal, uh, for the royal family. Oh, so this guy, the driver doesn't realize they're setting him up to be a patsy, to, right. to be uh, a fake. Now, this is oh, a very, oh, this is a very funny scene because he's he's wondering what he's going to do about Sylvia. My dear chap, bring her with you. That will work, sir. Now she's past it. Her lungs are gone. She's deaf as a post. Of course, I know what you'll say. You'll say have a shot, but I couldn't do it. The English shot that with it. He's talking about oh, his there, there was a funny joke here. The, Fritz thought he was talking about his wife, Sylvia, but he was talking about his horse. So he's like, of course, you'll say uh, have a shot because they sh the English shoot their women. So wait a minute. Yeah. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad it was about the horses and not women. And then they shoot the women. Now he's saying goodbye to Sylvia. Get up, did you? <laughs> I made sure you're going to be all right. Oh. <laughs> don't don't date Sylvia. She's a whore. A horse. A horse. Oh, Wilbur. So they made arrangements so that Sylvia would go to uh, the embassy of their country and uh, would become an embassy horse and treated well. And he goes, and you'll have diplomatic immunity. You could take a piss anywhere you'd like. 
So how was the horse's opinion working with Pierce Sellers? Do you have stories? <laughs> Hollywood horses that drink has an interesting bit about it. Okay, so now the king <laughs> is learning about the double and saying that it's remarkably uncanny and they're telling the king incorrectly that his brother is out to kill him, so therefore they'll arrange safe passage for him and the body double will stand in as the king going home. Interesting. So, huh. So uh, we're not, so I, I, I don't really care anymore. I'm really interested in the king. I don't care about this driver. Okay. I paid money to see the king, goddammit. All right. I didn't pay money to see Peter Sellers play a driver. <laughs> Crazy mix-up. And then he makes the, does he make the country better? Because this is like Dave. What a rip-off. <laughs> okay. Remember Dave? Oh, Barney Miller, dude, sees the fake king, thinks he's the real king. And there's a funny joke here. He's like saying how he's going to kill him, but then he spits in his eye by mistake and he acts like a gentleman. Oh, begging your pardon. Right after training his life. He's the best actor. Oh, weird this movie got made. Yeah, oh yeah, he's great in Bernie Miller. No, in this And uh, I'm so proud this movie is part of the Vault Universal series. There's only some way this, this posting can remind me. So he did the traditional slap a glove in your face. Here, I'll play the audio right, for the club, joke. Prelude to a duel. You will find my initials now upon your cheek. Sense. Oh, no. Which will this? That was the joke. I don't know if you caught it. <laughs> I guess I didn't catch it. Well, Peter Sellers caught it in the eye. And he goes, pardon. Okay, so here is the train that's carrying the king. And when it arrives, everyone's going to be like, holy shit, it's the king. But the thing is, he acts like like a person falls over and he tries to help him. This is the royal guard going to ex escort him. You see this guy overburdened nice. by his backpack? Yeah, that's Borat. <laughs> Aren't they in Borat's country? Oh, yeah, Borat's country. They're in a fake country called yeah. Rudadania or something. I, I, I sort of didn't catch it, even though I watched this film three times. And once as a boy. Oh, yeah? Does it get better? Does the film get better? <laughs> right. Yeah. Mike, you don't think this doesn't is... doesn't really change, right? Isn't this the one where, oh, you know what movie I really want to see by him is the one where he plays like a Ming the Merciless guy. That's the movie. That, that was the one that was released after his death. Well, are you talking That's about the, the movie, fiendish Carl. plot of Fu Manchu? Yeah. Okay, so what's right, funny is this. the director here, Richard Quine, also directed the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. But the thing is, 
Peter Sellers fought horribly with Richard Quine on this film. So it's just strange that they'd work together again, but they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, on a professional level, maybe. I also think the guy's such a bastard, he doesn't really have anything else. So. I mean, he had Al Ashby direct uh, uh, being there. And uh, that was pretty good. According to YouTube, the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu is now available on DVD, according to Warner Brothers. Uh -huh. So we don't have a full copy on, online. Now, I guess that that was... Okay, Peter Sellers' final film was The Fiendish Plot of Fu Manchu, but the internet tells me that this was Quine's final film before he died in 89. So I don't, I don't get the order. Also, he was... Quine was uncredited. He only directed part of The Fiendish Plot of Fu Manchu. It's, it's weird. It's sorted. Yeah. Oh, so I thought we were going to be watching the famous plot of Dr. Fu Manchu. I thought Dr. Fu Manchu appears in this movie, even though it's called The Prisoner of Zenda. Oh, no, no. That, I don't think that, that doesn't happen. So now the king has been safely taken back from London to his kingdom. And, like, he hasn't been there in years. And he's saying, this wet so this creature. Is the, this is the real king, right? This is, what I pay, yeah. this is the guy I paid money to see. All right, good. <laughs> the guy you paid money to Hello. see. <laughs> Actually, I paid to see uh, Inspector Clouseau, and I think I got my money's worth. Look at that outfit. It's close. Huh. Yeah. That's okay, ambush, ambush. We're going to ambush you guys. Act surprise. Now the leader said, take him alive. They need to take him as a prisoner. But they're taking the, the fake guy, the driver. Right. Well, that all works out at the end. That'd be cool to play on a horse. Those ridiculous poofy hats, man. So silly. You know, some weapons have like a little like talus, like a tassel like that. And it's because when you stick the blade in, you twist it and then you pull it out and the tassel will like corrugate your guts and spatter oh. blood out. So maybe they, maybe they headbutt people and, and engorge them and then spray out their intestines with their hat. Nah, just silly. You're always thinking, Mike. Yeah, well, I want to look cool. Uh, there's a reason for my cool tassel on my head. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm a dork. I think that tassel's a hassle. Uh, the one I left at the castle? <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'm trying to catch up. Okay, so Fritz says, we're without a driver. And... And uh, Sid says, not when I'm around, governor. I'm the best driver in the... Now, look how... Isn't that Chekhov's rule? What? Yeah. Chekhov's rule is that you have a driver in the first act, and then you have a driverless carriage in the third. Oh. 
Look what a good job okay, he does so fend fending him off. See? Yeah. So now the King's Guard ride up and they say to Sid, Good show, Your Majesty! And, and Sid is like, Your Majesty? What are they talking about? Oh, he doesn't know. I think his, his driving is good, but I, I don't want him to get carried away. Ca you know, carriage away? Carriage. Yeah, carriage away. Oh no, we're gonna go right into the mat background. What a painting, right? Yeah. Did they shoot this? Where did, I mean, was this like, uh, let's find us a nice castle and just shoot around it? This was shot in Austria. Um, and this is the Schönbrunn mm. Palace in Vienna. The country's called Ruitania. Um, they also f filmed in like St. Martin's Church in Klosterneuburg, Salzburg Cathedral. Basically, it's all Austria. Oh, cool. Well, that's great. Totally doesn't now, look like a These two flunkies also just called him Majesty. I don't understand. I'm just a driver from England. This guy, he looks like Sid Haig. Well, this guy was the father in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Huh. He was the car's father? Chitty he Chitty was Bang Bang Dick had a father? Van Dyke's father. Oh, now, oh, the inventor's father. He was prematurely bald, you see. And mm -hmm. what's funny is that, um, where is it here? I just want to tell you. Well, I'll just oh, say it. Double. He was younger. Here it is. He was actually six months younger than Dick Van Dyke. Because of his baldness, he looks older. Now he's meeting the king for the first time. Ah, you're me. So how are they going to do this? 180-degree shot to the next person? I, are they going to be both on the same screen? They pull it off very well, see? There we go. Look at that, yeah. This is all practical. I've never large whiskey, <clears throat> Nowadays, like, I don't even think when they have, like, a double, when someone, right. when an actor plays in, like, in, like, Ian McGregor in the uh, Fargo TV show, what have you. James Franco in the Deuce. Like, whatever. Of course, yeah. you twins. You guys just see me in the face. But there would always be the line. You know what I'm talking about? When they have, like, both on screen and they're two different film stocks. Well, you can see yes, in the I know exactly what you're talking about, but this film does it very well. <laughs> but it would be of the air. Where that was the way to do it. Yes. There they are, both sitting. And then you get like, whoa. There's the other one like, yes, I see. I understand. Now huh. we get an explanation. So the king is talking about his dead father saying that he was a great man and he was also a bit of a playboy and he really loved English actresses. Uh, he spent a lot of time in London. Oh. And then Sid says, 
my mother was an actress. But nobody puts two and two together, but the audience gets it. Right. This is an illegitimate son. Huh. Now what's going on now? They're, uh... Now we have more treachery. Of course, they're there to kill the king again. They don't know there's two kings. Yeah, you know, Carl, I should I should fess up. I know what's going to happen, but I can't tell you because before the show, I signed a ZNDA form. Uh-huh. Well, I never ZNDA signed an form? NDA, so I'll let you know. Peter Sellers dies in the end. Which one? Right. I'm going to leave you guessing. Oh, the... Well, that was my joke. I signed a, a ZNDA form, so I can't tell you. Zenda. Oh, not an NDA, a Z-E-N-D-A. Very clever, Mike. Yeah. Too clever, apparently. Yeah, Way too went clever. over my head. Yeah. <laughs> now, who is Zenda? Zenda is the town or like the uh, a villain or? Zenda is like a castle where the, the brother, the ex-prince, who's not going to become king, uh, has a stronghold, and that's where uh, the king will be imprisoned. Now, they say, Fritz, go and get more wine, because, you know, where's the servant? Now, Fritz, Fritz accidentally thinks, ah, he must be drunk! <laughs> <laughs> and wine is spilling out of the back of his head. <laughs> red wine! <laughs> red, red wine. Look, the red wine touched my fingers, and I can't wash it off. Out, damn spot. That was, uh, Shakespeare wrote that when he was in the kennel, I hear. So now he reports that the servants laying down there drunk, and General's like, That doesn't sound right! He doesn't drink! Oh, right. These guys are idiots. I didn't realize there was a dead body. I didn't. I didn't? It's funny how everyone have... has an English accent, uh, even though it's uh, Ruitania. You know, like, do they speak English there? I guess yes. <laughs> See, he's looking at the butts. Yeah. Randy. <laughs> so he's... By the way, that... Yeah. Well, he's distracted by the butts, so they say, let's just slip off. They don't notice that it's a look-alike because his face is covered, see? Right. And that's good because then you can get a real actor in that scene. You don't have to make two Peter Sellers. Bingo. When they're both in the same shot, like they're like, hmm, I'm going to drink from this oversized M&M coffee mug. <laughs> Dwat. He is out. He is now going to become a prisoner. Uh... Zenda. Um... <laughs> 
It's actually a bit of an insult against Buddhists saying Zen Yeah, well, that's Peter Sellers for you. What do you, what do you right. say? Asian stereotypes. He hates them. Yeah, I guess the part of it is that with Fu Manchu, I think he had multiple roles. I don't think he just played the Dr. Fu Manchu. That was so the standard of his, why. right? Yeah, he showed up in a lot of movies. Dr. Strangelove. Like, you can see it. Well, that's a big one. Yeah, he played the president. He played Dr. Strange, the particular character of Dr. Strangelove. He played and then him, he uh, played the, the British. Yeah, the British. Uh, uh, it wasn't a general. Uh, yeah, I think it was a general. Maybe you're right, yeah. 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 I think it was general funny name. You ever notice in Dr. Strangelove, everyone has like yeah. oversized wacky names? Yep. Yeah. So now they know the king is gone. Let please roll once more. And they're yeah. saying, now that the king is gone, you need to sit in for the coronation. And it just, he's like, no, no, no. Who is he? Is he the driver or the king? I can't, I can't place it. He is the driver. They've taken the true king. Ah. Now okay. here's the ex-prince. Very happy. Very happy that he has a prisoner of Zenda and he won't show up for the coronation. And when he doesn't, they'll say, listen, you've got to be king now. And he'll humbly accept. You know, uh, yeah, well, well, she seemed happy. Usually you're bitter that you're not king, but now that you've abducted him, you seem finally at ease. <laughs> I feel empty inside. Now, we're going to have the funniest joke of the movie. So when oh, that yeah? comes, I'll have to hush you to hear it. Okay. It's not quite All right, well. He's Seth, man. Yeah, I mean, right. Even like Dark Shadows, the TV show had better sets. I've been well, a sixth It's, Austria. it's a legit castle in Austria. Weird. Yeah, it seems like a. Oh, the old Iron Maiden. Yeah. Give me chest pains. The joke here is I the keep jail. My apples on the stick. Okay, here comes the joke. Okay. It's just having back and forth. Ha ha, I will be the king. The people will never accept you. People will never give it to you. What do you know about the people? I know the people. You all chose to play the fool. Now, now we're getting a legit argument that he's uh, no good. Okay, here it comes. Okay. Here it comes. Michael, why do you hate me, Phil? Because you are conceited. 
Did you think it was funny? Uh, I thought he was going to say, hey, I'm not short. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know that like, version? Or, yeah. You take the least You're, insulting uh, thing and get offended by it. Yeah. That was a Steve right. Allen Or if joke. you say... Oh, really? Steve Allen. Back in Steve's yeah, yeah. show, he used to do that, you lazy, rotten, blah, blah. You know, the guy would go, lazy. <laughs> okay, but well, as no, I was boy, there, like you... I, I, the yeah. only scene I remembered was the balloon in the beginning, and then that part. Why do you hate me so? Because you're arrogant, selfish, reckless. He goes, apart from all that. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest. You line. remembered that too. Yeah, yeah. You when I was watching it. this for the first time, I remembered the balloon, and then later. When it did that scene, I was like, oh, right. Right. I remember that. So that's funny. Because I do remember the, the opening scene and that it was Peter Sellers. Yeah. Hmm. Now, this is Antoinette. Oh, She's a former Bond girl. She worked with Peter Sellers on two films. She was in Doctor Who. Um, but she, what I like her from is Space 1999 when I was a kid. Interesting. Oh, so this is an Elkie Summer. This one is not Elkie Summer, no. Um, Elkie Summer is the countess that uh, the best actor, you know, the wife of the best actor of this film. Yes. Barney Miller's wife. Right. Lamont's, Lamont's friend's wife. Lamont's, Lamont's friend's wife. wife. Yeah. Hey, there's Marlon Brando. He looks pretty good for the back then. No, that's a guy... Um, that's a guy named uh, John Laurie, and he was, like, big on English television. I didn't research him because I never heard of any of those shows. So right now he goes... I have a sound mind, thanks to the grace of God. And he goes, knock wood. And then he knocks. And he goes, come in. Yeah. Uh-oh. This is me at the DMV. Did they call 20 yet? No? All right. They're, they're all ready for jury duty. Don't call my group. Send my group home. Uh, group 217, you could stay, and group 18 leaves. Damn it. Ooh, I love a parade. Yeah, especially a coronation. Oh, this is a coronation. And that's the coronation street, if I remember my British uh, soap operas. So he, um, he told the archbishop that he had a case of laryngitis. Yeah. Oh, so he's not going to speak. Right, but he'll be very nervous about it. Uh, oh, right. Well, you know, The King's Speech is uh, a movie. The King's Speech is a movie. Yeah. I don't know why I said that, but it's true. Well, that guy had a lisp. Hey, no, he had a stutter. He had a stutter, and he overcame it because uh, England was in war. 
Who was his teacher? Wasn't it the guy who played Peter Sellers in that HBO film? Jeffrey Rush, yeah. Or uh, did you ever see Mystery Men from like 1998 where he was like Baron von Frankenstein? No. Do you recommend it? Yeah, I do. Mystery it's, Men. Uh, it's good. Mystery Men. It's, what year you know, it's based on a graphic novel. I would say like seven, 98, 99, or like 96. Okay. Definitely a very uh, 90s feel. It's Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Hank Azaria, and uh, Kel from Keenan and Kel. And they are just the worst superheroes ever in this town. And uh, Superman basically gets killed in the first 10 minutes, and they have to pick up the slack. Mm. So, it, you know, it's practically a genre now that they're making fun of uh, – Superheroes, but was Pee Wee Herman in it? Yeah, he was. Okay, I saw it. It was very good. Yeah, and you know who's in it also is director Michael Bay, the Transformer movies. He's one of the Fat Boys. You know how there's gangs and there's like a Fat Boy gang, and he's one of them. I heard a rumor that the, the director, I think that was his only movie. He was kind of like a commercial director. Uh-huh. And the, it was produced by Tim Burton. And there was a big rumor that Tim Burton actually directed the movie. Oh. And that the director of Mystery Men was a, a alias. But it's not true. I mean. So now the Peter, okay, so the brother sees the king and he's like, what the fuck? He's in a prison in Zenda. What the hell? Right. Now he's doing the... He isn't playing up his laryngitis. He's just not answering. The guy's like, crown him. And now we have the worst joke of the film. Ugh. The crowning achievement. Well, he's going to drop his ball. Uh Uh-huh. They're saying... I'm laughing already. So they say God saved the king, but not the best actor. He's going. Oh, was he sitting next to? Was he standing next to Elkie in there? Was yes. Elkie here at the coronation? Yes. So yeah, and that Jeffrey Rush movie, he's like screaming at Elkie. Elkie's holding his their daughter on the set of the of the Bobo, and he's just like yelling at her. Now, this is Lynn Frederick. She is the widow of Peter Sellers. A widow? Like, so he was, she was the first wife, or? Well, no. If you're the first wife, you're not married anymore, and you're not a widow. She was uh, the last wife. Right. Gotcha. Right, because he, Elkie and him, that was a pretty crazy relationship, and that, that dissolved. Yeah, it did. Now, he won't get in yeah, line to, doctor. like, greet the king. He's like, huh! This guy, <laughs> man. Huh. I'm surprised he even, like, is there. I mean, he, the guy macked on his wife. Well, he's a count, and he's basically... Okay, here comes the worst joke ever. Ready? All right, worst ready. joke of the Oh, film. no, I see it. I, I see it. No, I see it. I see it. I know what's going to happen. He's going to bowl, right? He's going to get a strike. Hey! <laughs> I am great. 
I think me, you Mr. Dominus. I predicted it. No, I predicted it. I saw it go down Coronation Street, parading oh. down Coronation Street. Well, you are a sensei, sir. I thank you. Now, at one point, does he, uh, Peter Sellers dresses up as his sister and goes on a date with Al Pacino? That was an interesting film. I hated that film and loved it at the same time, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Yeah, well, didn't you hate the fake commercial that was actual commercial at the end of the yes. movie? Now, this is Eric, like... and his name is Grand Stark, and he was in all the Pink Panther movies. Right, yeah. Delivery? Yes, sir, delivery. Wasn't he in, uh, so, like, a Mel Brooks movie or two? He, uh, I don't think so. No. Uh, no, but, I mean, he, he played, he was a regular supporting character on TV with Peter Sellers in the show called Fred and Son of Fred, and Benny Hill was on that show. But oh, right. he has the best line of the Pink Panther. He's that one, like, does your dog bite? No. He gets bit, and he no. goes, that is not my dog. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's probably the only joke that holds up in the Pink Panther. What's weird is he was in seven Pink Panther movies, and, you know, Peter Sellers was only in six. Oh, right. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I've always talked about the last, the last few Pink Panther movies without Peter Sellers. They used old outtakes, and they probably hired that guy to come in and do, like, interstitial sketches in between the footage. Yes. I, I, well, I expect Clouseau. Well, I remember him back when I was at the Avery. Right. Just down by the Conservatory of Flowers, when suddenly, ooh, there it is. So that was He's 1982, the, the Trail of the Pink Panther. It used the outtakes and yeah. previously released footage of late sellers. But then that was the, the search, you said, and then there was the trail. The Trail of the Pink Panther was, was the one you were talking about with the, the, um, the outtakes and such. And I think the trail didn't yeah. have... I mean... Um, I don't know. There were so many. They shouldn't have continued that series, but they did. Well, I, you know, again, like it all kind of blurs. It was one where there was a, a bumbling American detective and they used footage yeah. of outtakes. And then there was one where I think Herbert Loom, his twitching uh, police chief, uh, is trying to escape Clouseau, but thanks to the miracle of outtakes, he keeps bumping into him or remembering him. Thank you, outtakes. And then there was a sudden. Yeah, there was a lot of outtakes. Lake Edwards, a lot of coverage. What a gentleman. He, his eyes never wavered. Now here he is again with his true wife. Listen, she was hated by the way. She's hated? Yeah, this is her final film. And she was hated. Um, okay. Um, where is it?
like for instance, we were talking about that Peter Sellers film made by for HBO. They wrote her out of the thing. Yeah, because I don't remember her. He was like a, a solitary man in his uh, like Icelandic cabin or whatever, Switzerland ca- cabin. Now, in that book, it was based – The Life and Death of Peter Sellers was a 2004 book, and the author, Roger Lewis, claimed that there is yet – he is yet to find – he did a lot of interviews. He's yet to find a single person yeah. to say a good thing about Lynn. Whoa. She is well, an avaricious, yeah. cunning man-eater, and in 1995, yeah. a year after her death, she was excluded from the 67th Academy Awards in memor- memorandum, even though she won two Oscars. Well, she, no, that she was bold. nominated. Like, you know what, honestly, they skip, like, actors all the time. I'm so pissed off that Brad Renfro did not get into the in-memoriam, so... You know, it could have been the. It might have not been bitterness. It might have just been incompetence. Well, I'm going to have to research more about her. She was a perfect match for Peter Sellers because she loved to argue. Uh, she was hated. Yeah. Um, check this out. April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four. She was in her. She was thirty nine years old. She died. She was found dead in her West Los Angeles home. And a post-mortem, post-mortem failed to determine yes. the cause of her death. How is that possible? So she was 30-something when she passed away uh, in 96? Uh, 39 in 1994. Okay, so this movie is 70. They must have shot in 77, 78. Yeah. But she's young. She doesn't. She doesn't come across as like young, young. No. Well, okay. maybe she does. Yeah, I guess it's, I was gonna say the stuffy clothes, but she does kind of her youthful and elegance. I'm in love with this woman. I don't know what, why you naysayers. How dare you? Now I'm she didn't go, uh, take this role. She felt it was too minor for her, and she was fighting with her husband. Is. And the therapist said. They should not work together. And that's when she said, well, then I will. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, I know those arguments. And Elkie's in it, too, is his, his other wife. Listen, check this out. She was campaigning for other roles, such as Maggie Cleary in The Thornbirds, Cosette in Les Miserables, and Annie Sullivan in The Miracle Worker, and none of the people wanted to work with her. She was rejected. <laughs> Even Helen Keller's like, no way. <laughs> uh-uh. Zip. What was the other role? So she was going to be Helen Keller's tutor. No, thank you. Mother Teresa, got a pass. <laughs> yeah. Adam Curie. Ooh. So she was a fashion model. Um, you know, she, her, she had a 10-year career, essentially. She was in 30 film appearances and television appearances. Peter Sellers died, and then she did. Wow. Well, she lived 14 years after, but still. Okay, so now the but brothers she... come up and go, You're not the king. He wants to have a fight with them. Yeah, I am. 
No, you're not. I have a real king in my basement. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation. Really? You can't be king of the country. How do you say that? I have you in my basement. That old saw. <laughs> Huh. So you know how the driver got the job. He he went up to the royals and said, "King me." Bingo. Okay, so here's more treachery. They're rigging the ele elevator, so he'll die. Now we missed a point of the oh, plot. Right. Uh, the princess Good. Flavia, uh, his wife was saying, remember the time we did this? And remember when we were children and do that? And the, the you know, Sid was going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he goes, well, I know you're not the king because we've never met. And he, she sort of tricked him. Gotcha. So at this coronation, like the crowd, the clergy, everyone believes he's the king, but everybody knows him personally. They're catching on. Right. Well, I mean, it's not a... Oh! Averted death again. Next. Fifth floor, lingerie. Fourth floor, uh, circus. Uh, second floor. Third floor. Second floor. Cecil. Maybelline. Okay, so, <laughs> Sid has had enough. He is quitting. He is he is going oh. to escape. They tell them no. They're like, who's Cindy? <laughs> right. Look at that ridiculous Swiss Alps getup. The whole getups are pretty weird. I mean, I can't... This is supposed to take place, what, in the 1920s? I don't know 1990s? the answer. Uh, I don't think so, because... Okay, so they're all doing sword play, but meanwhile, they've got guns, and the guns aren't like muskets, so that X's out the 1700s. So... I'm not sure. Is it the eight, late 1800s? Maybe. I mean, they have elevators. Yeah, um, yeah elevators in back then. Dumb waiters. Uh, I, you might be right. I think that the elevator showed up in the 1800s, right? Because they started yeah. building yeah, got... buildings tall. I don't trust this dog. St. Bernard, the patron saint of dogs. Oh, they're very helpful. Yeah, right. Where's your whiskey, lead the barrel, dog? Well, thanks to this program, I no longer drink. Hollywood dog that doesn't drink. <laughs> oh, so that's Mr. Sellers right there. No, no, that's the Mrs. Sellers is the betrothed wife to the king. This is the countess again. Ah, you got to see the swing. I like Elsie Summer a lot. She's great. They so don't really she have her was, much. um, she was like on vacation in Italy as a like a, a, a teenager in '58. And this film director saw her and just started putting her in movies. 
And she yeah. also posed for Playboy in 64 and 67. Nice. Way to go, Hugh. Uh, way to go, Hefner. She's a German, really, and she changed her name uh, from Schletz to Summer because it was hard for English people to pronounce, quite frankly. Gotcha. So I saw What's New Pussycat, which is Peter Sellers and uh, Woody Allen, you know, right. back when they were kind of ubiquitous in the 60s. And there's like a scene where I think it was that movie or no, maybe I think it was Bobo, but I think like Woody Allen parachutes and lands in a car, uh, a two-seater driven by Elkie Summer. Oh, interesting. That was her role. Like she just happened to be driving by. Should I see What's New Pussycat? No, nah, you know what? I saw that like in the eighties, and then I saw it like three years ago, and I'm all right. You know, it's uh, it's, it's. Do you like like Woody Allen, sixties Woody Allen, where you know I'm on every TV show and uh, a nightclub, and I got a record, and I got books, and I, I uh, I'm young, and I, you know, because he did What's New Pussycat, and they used the song, and then Woody Allen's first movie, he took a, a Japanese spy movie and he dubbed it, and he called it What's New Tiger Lily. Oh, yeah, right, like right, right. The thing is, I probably like saw Lily? What's New Pussycat, and it just didn't impress yeah, me. I don't remember yeah. it or something. Okay, so let's let's go through the, the Peter Sellers movies. Have you seen this, The Private Life of Henry Orient, where he's like a, a piano player who these two girls chase after him? I guess no. Have you seen I Love You, Alice B. Tokus? Yeah, yeah, where, that was good. Yeah. Uh, the Bobo, where he becomes the Blue Matador. No. The Party, where he's uh, he wears brown face and he's an Indian extra, uh, like Edwards movie. Uh, I remember not liking it. Yeah. Well, it's silly. It ends with hippies and an elephant, you know, talking about peace. Okay. By the way. Uh, the Count has come in, the best actor of this film. He's trying to make up yeah. with his wife, but that's really Peter Sellers hiding under there. And he's like, I am so sorry. You are so great. I love your lips, your uh, your thighs. And he goes, your boots? <laughs> your your balls. Here he goes. So we, which Peter Sellers is under there? Is yeah. Top bill Peter Sellers or second bill Peter Sellers? It's... You can't ask that question. The the King Peter Sellers is in prison, right? This right. is the king. This is the fake king in the palace. He's just been coronated, and he's now trying to escape. Oh. So he doesn't think it's weird that his wife is wearing boots. He's like, oh, you're naughty. Check this out now. Natalie! Oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> when you are. Uh... But the. It's nothing to do with me, mate. I'm just on my way to London. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. He is underrated, this actor. I And I don't think he. He his I don't think he did a good job on Barney Miller or Sanford and Son because it didn't challenge him. He just had to be like. I'm a poor 
Hispanic person. It was almost a stereotype. Not quite, but almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Barney Miller, there was a little more nuance to the characters. They, yes, you're right. They let the characters right. kind of breathe. So, they, they, so any kind of stereotype that they that television... Now, watch what his wife up, does. They... Watch what his wife does. Oh, no. Isn't that awful? He was kissing the fruit. Well, fortunately, the hayride was going by. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Elkie thinks that's Let's hilarious. Yeah, right. He could have killed the guy. Broke his neck. He was kissing a man's boot in bed, right? No. He's like, let me direct, change it to something more comfortable. And she took off the corset and she put on her negligee. Maybe she went to the outhouse. And by the time she got out there, the guy was kissing some dude's boot. No. Okay. Now the Count, not you not know he's lot. super jealous. So he's going to a gunsmith to get a bomb. A boom? A boom? What? Yes, I know what they said. <laughs> All right. Well, I got plenty of bombs here. I have the party. I That's have the penis plot of Dr. Fumad, too. That was, that was a, bomb. a bomb. Pink Panther Strikes Back. So one time I used to go to uh, an open mic on 7th Street. And um, it was a Laughing Buddha open mic. And then I used to go there all the time. And then there was a building collapse on 7th Street, right? So I go for an open mic and I was like, right. it's pretty scary about the building collapse down the street. And everyone in the audience was like, yes, uh-huh. And I said, but I think we're pretty safe with the structural integrity of this building. I mean, people bomb up here every night. <laughs> yeah, it's Good to know. You go there during the the big Look one drop. Suit suit. Or your ex. No, it's late. That's the thing. Like, I can't tell. I think it might be twentieth century. Maybe you're right. Okay. Now what's happening yeah. is my favorite actor, the Count, is going to switch a croquet ball for a bomb croquet ball, and we get the tension of. No, no, Peter, don't hit it. It's going to blow up. Right. Now, what's happening here is the not king, the the princess is falling in love with the not king. Huh. Well, I tried to turn it up for their, their like, the conversation. Chit -chat. We got that wacky music. Yeah. I rather listen to the crazy wacky music in the background. That's so fun. It's lighthearted. We need a soundtrack. Come on, yesterday. Yes, sir, on it. This is Henry Mancini, dude. It's not like cheap. I mean. There's some quality. Yeah, you're right. And also, if you got some <laughs> silly song like this, he was doing his job. Okay, this is the Count's chance. All right. And he has switched the croquet balls. He did such a bad job. Wiley Coyote is shaking his head. Oh. You call that a 
bomb. <laughs> that isn't even I, from Acme. You got that from some guy in a dungeon? Yeah, that's the thing. So the meanwhile, the real king is in the the, the brothers. Yeah, castle, in the prison. Don't they know that? No. Yeah, but it's like, no. They okay. don't. So they're just playing croquette. They don't know where the king went? They don't give a shit? It's not they're that worried. they don't give a shit. It's that they don't know. The king has disappeared. Hmm. Now, you see, he was about to hit the croquet, and then he got called away. Look at that silly hat. Oh, no, that's a great hat. Like, if you need a scarf, you just stick your hand. Like, they didn't have tissues back then, so, you know, you yeah, had to keep it on top just... of your head. Okay, here it goes. He's going to do it. He's going to beat the thing. Better scrunch my eyes and cover my ears. First, first time princess has ever asked me to go for a walk. <laughs> I love his cockney. It's just... Yeah, it's pretty good. It cuts yeah. through all the shit. This is the only film that he made with his wife. Um... And she has executive producer credit on the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. I don't know why. Nobody knows why. Do you, uh, oh, that's, yeah, because she's not in it. Oh, down for yeah. the count. Up for the count. Up for the count. Now down for the count. Now look, he's stuck in a tree. Oh, it's comedic. Crazy, crazy. There's little music. stars going around. He's a one chirping bird, ah, 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 ah. two okay, chirping birds. Ah, this is what, oh, the count, I get it, the count. Now, this is what you paid money yeah, to see. Kind of... This is the king. I yeah, I know. I've been waiting an hour for the real, for the real Peter Sellers. Like, I'm glad Peter Sellers is co-starring in this, but I didn't pay money to see co-star Peter Sellers. Yeah, right. You wanted to see Peter Sellers. Now, you know, we can't talk about Peter Sellers without bringing up his Protégé, Mike Myers. Mike Myers is such a weak... Mike Myers, who kind of gets into character, and he's done his own brown face with the love guru, he always cites Peter Sellers. The story that Mike Myers would always say is that when his father passed away, he was really sad, but his father loved Peter Sellers. Ah. So when he does Peter Sellers, it's an homage to his father, which, I don't know, I mean, you might... That's a nice sentiment, but... I take it with a little bit of grain of salt. I don't, but Mike Myers does commit. Like he's not, maybe he's a nicer guy than Peter Sellers. Maybe he's not on that level. I mean, I'm sure like he, I've, I've read about like, yeah. He gave him a ring to prove. Okay. You see, he just like, I'll offer you untold wealth. And he just talked up this ring. It was stolen in 1584 from the such and such. And he dropped it down the drain. And he goes, you got anything else? <laughs> That's a good joke. Mike Myers yeah. really did a good job with the Austin Powers films. I thought the movie in which he played the Indian was really bad. Yeah, there was a, it was way too many, like, 
dick jokes and well the character itself like i would have loved to see like a film called the love uh cowboy mm-hmm. where they pretend people pretend they're they're white you know like they're white american white canadian i guess for his case uh but yeah it was the caricature was just bad yeah and the universe he created was bad and it was all just like scatological dick jokes like dick puns did that you know? film sink his career because he sort of went away after that yeah he did kind of go away after that yeah, I would say so. I mean, like, the guy, man is a monster when it comes to films because he had – how many franchises he created, right? Wayne's World, that's billions of dollars right there. Mm-hmm. The, the Austin Powers. Yeah. So, by, you know, to say, like, oh, here's my character. I'm the love guru. And Paramount's like, yeah, let's do it. We'll make a logo and we'll put your face in there and people will just go see your character. We'll get Heather and, Graham. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, was Heather Graham in that one? I thought oh, that was, yeah. like, Jessica. Oh, she was in that one. Well, Heather Graham was the one who really understood love and sex. And um, Michael Michael uh, Moore's character, uh, no, uh, excuse me. Uh, Michael Moore. From the Hollywood, from the Halloween films. Michael Myers. Yeah. He, he was. Michael Myers. Just pretending. And so she schooled him. Uh, it was the only redeeming aspect of the film, I felt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about Austin Powers or Love, Love Guru? Love Guru. Uh, there was some, like, Ben Kingsley. Oh, Sir Ben Kingsley, right, who got the name for his performance of Gandhi, as Gandhi in right. the 80s. Comes back as, like, this Indian guru that just, like, I don't even know what he was thinking. I know what he was thinking, and he delivered what he needed to do, but, you know, that movie is weird. I mean, if it was on YouTube, we would cover it, but you could go to any bad movie podcast, and they've covered Love Guru. You know, the, yeah. uh, uh, how did this got made had, like, cast members talk about their experience. So, okay, yeah, so that's pretty here's bad. what's yeah, happening. Fires, yeah. Okay, here's what's happening oh, now. Oh, here's Nikita Seller's world. What? 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 Go ahead. Uh, okay, so here's what's, what's happening now. The the countess sent a letter saying, come meet me at the windmill. But everybody knows it's got to be a trap for him to get killed. Okay? So what he's doing now is he's agreed to go and take the risk so that they can try to get back to the original king. So he's saying goodbye to the princess who's fallen in love with him. Right. Always expected of me. You mean Ruritanian potatoes? Oh, yeah. So they, are, they have essentially fallen in love, and, and although they never say love. Um, and this is the, the goodbye. And it hurts her. Is this the end? We'll see her at the end of the movie, right? Oh, they're going to get back together. That's not the real king. We're setting up for the goodbye, but it doesn't become goodbye. He doesn't die, so. Oh, right. I'll dream about you for the rest of my life. I'm not going to lie. My computer crashed on me, so I'm waiting for it to boot. So keep the movie going. It's all right. You're going to lead us, Carl. 
All right, I'll tell you where we're at when you ask me the question. Sure. As soon as my computer stops buffering and puts the movie back on, I'm in the game. All right. So the so Peter's there's the windmill, uh, and it's really beautiful landscape. This Austria, you know, and um, Peter Sellers is showing up with the King's Guard, who will protect him. It's really Fritz and the general. Right. Now, what they're going to do is they're going to work out a signal. When you want us to come in, you got to hoot like an owl. And so he's like, he can't get it. He can't learn. Peter Sellers can't learn how to hoot. So he suggests a chicken. Why don't I mark, mark like a chicken? And they all go, very well. <laughs> so then on the other side, uh, the countess is with the, the brothers, you know, with the ex- ex-princes uh, and they're saying we need a signal and of course they choose a owl you know because there's owls all over the forest you know hoo 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 oh yeah but the countess can't do it owl. and so she goes how about a chicken and they're like very well so th- so the joke is they've got the same signals you know when it's time it, it's it, you know when it's time to spring the trap when it's time for them to come in and defend the the fake king, they're going to get their signals crossed because it's the same signal. Okay, and may I ask you uh, where you are in the film? Time where now? am I? Right now, yeah. I'm at one sixteen fifty six. So if you put yourself at like one twenty or something, I'll count you up, or wherever you want. I'm at one seventeen okay. now. Okay, can you tell me when you're at 117.22? Yes, that's coming right up. Great. I'm back in the game. <laughs> uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, yes. 17, that, 18, 16? 19, yes. 20, okay. 21, 22. Uh-huh. I'm back in. Are they shaking Yeah, hands? they're shaking hands. Okay, you're back. They're shaking hands. Yeah. He's patting him on the back. It's all, it's all pre-pandemic fun. He's a good man, he is. I'm going to London, I am. It's a chicken now. It's a chicken. You got to be careful in the woods back then. Adam Ant will show up. Stand the deliver. Deliver. Your, uh... your money or your life. <laughs> no, get and deliver. Oh, we're all fans of Ant Music. Ant Music. Oh, 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 oh. Try another flavor. Nobody gets Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? You do. Oh, sudden innuendo follows. There must be something inside. Nobody gets that. Inside inside her. (laughs) Woohoo. Like it's a chart. It's a charming song until he says there must be something inside her. Well, okay, I had that 45, and it said there must be something inside he's hiding. Don't drink, don't smoke, what do you do? There must be something inside he's hiding. But he didn't sing that, did he? No, he said something inside. And he stopped, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, maybe it's that accent of his, or maybe he gulped the last word. It's still a pretty base innuendo. Yes. You know, it's a charming song. It implies that maybe she gets, maybe she has sex, and then it must be something inside. It's like, well, what was the point of that song? Like, it was such a beautiful song. <laughs> something up her cooch. Oh, well. Okay, so now we find out that she wants the king sprung, okay? And they're, you know, he, she tells him where he's high, he's being held prisoner. And he goes, Peter Seller goes, oh, we thought this was a trap. And she goes, no, it is a trap. So now he's seeing the chicken and see, they both. And then he, goes, the he did it. She's, he's doing an owl now, but really it's the bad guys. Wow. And this is straight, torn straight from the novel. Well, no. Uh, the novel was called by Anthony Hope, published in 1894. Uh, and it's an adventure novel. It wasn't a comedy, of course, and this is very loosely adapted. This also has echoes of, like, The Man in the Iron Mask and Prince and the Pauper. Sure. It isn't really the guy's yeah. book. Yeah, the Prince and the Pauper stuff kind of sticks out because I would expect like more man in the iron mask calamity. Like maybe have a musketeer show up. Yeah. What was it? Do you remember those movies, the fourth musketeer and the fifth musketeer, and they both came out at the same time, basically? There was a fifth musketeer? Like, yeah, it was a Richard Donner movie, and it was like Michael York. It was uh-huh. the 70s, very 70s. And it was called, like, The Fourth Musketeer. And when they finished it, they just shot another sequel, like, just almost immediately. And they released it six months later called, like, another uh, this Musketeer or something like that. So, I'm more of a Mars guy. <laughs> at one time in my life, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, I just decided that I should read a bunch of classic books so I'm not ignorant. And that was one of them, The Three Musketeers. The three musketeers really were four musketeers, and one of them died, and they were uh, the three. The remaining three were avenging. Um, oh, yeah, there were always four musketeers, and one of them was killed, and they avenged his life. They made a pact. That's explains their motto: all for one, and one for one for avenging. all. That's right. That included the dead guy. Yeah. Oh, right. Now look who's up on the windmill. Don Quixote. It's hilarity. No, it's Peter. Yup. Which sellers is that? Is it the king? No, no. The king, Michael, is in prison. In Zenda. I just can't. I just wanted to see Peter Sellers as a king. I just the fact that he, I have to watch. It's baited ripped switch, off, man. Ripped off. Yeah. Look at that <laughs> shot. Wow. I'm going to go back 50 years and ask for my money back. And they won't give it to me. They say, sorry, no refunds on this one. Yeah, right. I, and you want to be paid in today's dollars. Yeah, right. How many barrels of hay are, is in this fucking country? Yeah, it's their economy. <laughs> Free hay rides, hay rides, five dupes. Right. So you guys grow hay for your horses? No, it's for the it's the, the tourist industry. Hay rides. Yeah. 
Three hay rides. Bonk! Complimentary tickets to the apple bottle. Oh, took him a second. These guys are doing some Thompson twins shenanigans. Now he's he's holding her prisoner, but it's kind of a joke, you know, because she's supposed to be on his side. And then she bites him. I don't know. This is hilarity, and it's supposed to be... It's funnier with the sound on, okay? All right. But would this be something a kid would remember if they saw this movie years ago? No, but they would remember that one joke and the balloon. Yeah, and the balloon, of course. Now look, Peter's uh, Sid are not the real king, bonked the driver on the head, and now he's pretending to be their driver making an escape back to Zenda. So he's undercover right now. Oh, so he's no longer pretending to be the king. He's pretending to be... A cab driver, which is what he really is. Right. He's infiltrating is what he's doing. He's getting into Zenda. Wow. So he goes, you want to go to Zenda? I'll send you there. He did not say that, Carl. You just made a joke. (laughs) I said it. Okay, so he's now in the gates. Now he's got to deliver the bad news to the ex-prince. Sorry we fucked up. He got away. We didn't kill him. Oh, no. I call for a duel. They came prepared. Sorry, you got some dandruff there on your neck. (laughs) Oh, what's that ring around the collar? (laughs) Sorry, I pointed it out with my knife. He doesn't recognize this guy? That filthy ring. He recognizes the eyes. Right, because he he just happens to be the brother. So now he's in prison with with the true king. That's who you've been waiting for. Yeah, I've been waiting. He hasn't left the scene. He's taking, he's jerking off of that Elkie Summer before. I don't know the time. Now, this is a kind of funny bit. He's sort of like a salesman bragging about his torture device, and he's now demonstrating it for them. But you see, he's getting himself into the contraption to demonstrate. Uh, oh, how can you fuck? What a newbie. This bit goes down in your face, you see. Right up your nose, it does. Is this the last of him then? He goes, you put this on your tongue and you twist it. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Ha ha ha. Oh. Little gallows here. Oops. Oh. Telling you, rookie move. Stuck. Yeah. Well, good. Well, that was an easy way to distract him. Yeah. Hey, 
demonstrating. Demonstrating. Yes. Very successfully, too. <laughs> So now we're going to get the sort of revealing the plot, you know, like... Now, brother, before a tragic accident will befall you, and the reign of Rudolph V. So he's sort of saying what's his plot. We've seen this in a lot of films before. Oh, right. This oh, guy is named Jeremy is. Kemp. He was an English actor, and I hardly looked him up because I don't understand. It says, he was known for his significant roles in the miniseries The Winds of War... We know that. Okay. And War and Remembrance. Yeah. But then That's there's like sequel. lots of other stuff, like the Blue Max and the TV series Z Cars. I don't know any of this stuff. Wait a minute. Wasn't Blue Max a children's show in England? I Well, this was all English TV, so maybe. Like it, it's like a kind of like an electric company, maybe maybe younger. I don't even know. Now, Antoinette, the wife here, the former Bond girl, the Space 1999, she's turning on her husband with the gun. And he, she's sprung them both, as she told Peter Sellers she would. Yeah. All right. Down and deliver. And now the ex-prince oh, is talking like, I love you, you're the best in the world, you know, and he takes the gun and a la Goodfellows flips it on her. Right. There's my favorite actor. Oh, he's still in this movie, thank God. Oh, no. So, now he's released and he can go after uh, both Peter Sellers. But the thing is, the King's Guard are coming. They're coming to Zenda now that they know um, where the king, the real king is. So, we're going to have a showdown. Huh. Good. Yeah. Exciting. Only 20... You can tell I'm, like, waiting for this movie to end at this point. How come, Mike? Because I, I think it exhausted everything. I mean, I guess we still need to get these boys out of there. And, uh, well, that's our third opinion, act. But... That's our third act. We're, we're racing towards the conclusion here. Yeah. Well, there's 13 minutes left, 12 minutes left. Uh, you can make it. Try to pretend you care. The audience uh, is listening. Oh, well, for the sake of the show, I'll pretend I care. Thank Absolutely. you, Mike. That's a little secret idea. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, too, Carl. You saw this movie three times. You took copious notes about the yeah. location and the people. and We need to all do the, the switcheroo again. And... All right. Hey, Carl, I'm fine. Uh, as, you, as our listeners know, we will announce our movie next week. But, Carl, I would say you should take the movie after that. So should I pick another Ernest and really torture you? <laughs> you right. You picked your first movie. You picked was Ernest goes to uh, Ernest saves no, Christmas. Saves Christmas. 
the worst yeah, film ever. That's awful. Listen, I was thinking, you know, It's a Wonderful Life is a um, uh, public domain. Uh, yes, and it's on YouTube. Maybe for your Christmas show, you could take a different tact this year. So we could still find every Christmas we uh, play trailers and movies that premiered on Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, it's a good thing. theatrical releasing. And we've done it for four years. And, you know, you're telling me before Christmas has even occurred that we can't find another 40 minutes worth of trailers of, of movies. Well, I know, but that's Christmas. what I'm Are thinking. Are we all out of movies? I think you've exhausted your content because we don't get but one extra year. Okay, so now the cad who's been doing now the cad who's been doing all the work for the ex prince sees the king's guard, and so he's like, "I'm going to switch sides. Let me help you escape." Yeah. Where is Rudolph? Go and find the king, Englishman. It'll be my extreme pleasure to dispense with Michael. So now. Now he's going to go against the ex-prince. He's basically fl- he's an opportunist. He's he's changed sides now. That's so great. Who is this guy again? He is another brother. Uh-oh. He is a, a like third in line, and he's just a playboy who laughs at everything. And I didn't even look him up. Um. Yeah, no, I just didn't follow why he was there. Well, okay, he, he led was... that ambush. Um, he, he's he been doing all of the ex-prince's dirty work. Right, in conjunction working with the, the ex-prince. Right, and now he's flipping sides because he can see which side's going to win. And they're brothers, so he doesn't mind killing his brother. That's right. That's oh, his low this... character. And there's a dartboard hanging around. Well, it's a dartboard. Oh, right. (laughs) Now, look, my favorite actor is trying to kill him on his own, so he's swimming across the moat in his pajamas. Right. This is good swordplay. So you watch all these movies and it's excellent yeah. swordplay, right? But then you watch like fencing on the Olympics. <laughs> it's nothing right. like this. Oh well, I mean, there's this whole oh, his head didn't come off, and there's it a, was a um a two pronged fork. Right. Yeah, but usually you throw them at people's necks to, to decapitate their their heads, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. like... That's why I always do it. Good thing. Yeah, I mean, that's what Aquaman would do. He'd throw his trident and, like, knock off a head or two. I guess he had a trident of three, so you would have... You would split the skull. So, Monty Python's Life of Brian, it looked like the film was going to be canceled, so John Cleese... Yeah. What agreed to be the lead role? Oh, uh, there's a prisoner is on this. Yes, that's right. He was going to play Peter Sellers' part for a short time. 
And this movie reeks of like a, a, a star vehicle. Like it always feels like they added the brother element, so he had the opportunity to play two people. Do you think like John Cleese would play two people? Ooh, Donkey yes, Kong. John Cleese would. That's all over the novel and the other movies. No, John Cleese would have played the brothers. Would have played two people. That's a Donkey Kong theme after he threw barrels down the hill. Now we have my favorite actor confronting the real yeah. king. Good. Come, come up in. The basketball of deplorable. Right. His pajamas look, uh... No, no, that's his pajamas. <laughs> Listen, here's what... I'll tell you, Barney Hill looks good. Yeah. For the first time he's seen, there's two of them. Now he's going to kick him in the balls like he did the first encounter. Huh. So this is what a jerk Peter Sellers was during the film, okay? During the scene involving a steam engine and carriages, he refused to stay on the set due to the steam engine being the color of green. So to appease Sellers... The film crew repainted the entire engine the color of blue, and after they were done, they painted it back to its original color so they could return it. For this stupid movie? Yeah. God, what a waste. It's not like they're making Casablanca or Night in Casablanca. They're just Night in Casablanca, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The classics. What? That film. Go it up. That was oh, a, look, the hot air balloon motif. It kind of looks like the hot air balloon basket. They're bringing with the first scene. They're, they're tying it all together. But they're not. I give up. I give up. Kick. Ha, <laughs> Right. It wasn't a basket, was it? It was like a chest. What? I don't even know where they are. Well, no, they're in the castle. This is they Zenda. Must have, they have these... Yeah, so they have these mezzanines, and to bring things up above the mezzanines, they have these baskets on pulleys that you can bring it up. Like the video game Kuyen, when you're a pig on a basket and you're trying to avoid arrows from the wolves. Just like that. Just like that. Now, as you know, the XX prince changed sides, so he let down the drawbridge so the king's guard could get in. Right. It is After really accurate right brother. now. Good. It's literally a cliffhanger, right? Because he's <laughs> he's on a cliff. On the. Yeah. Five minutes left. Oh, Carl! Please, do you mind? We're going to wrap up. Fritz is saving him. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's Sid again. Oh, right. Sidney Furmer. Oh, wow. Look at that. They look like they're in the same shot. Yeah, that was probably not split screen, right? That was probably just well done, lookalike kind of guy. 
Well, this this stuff when they're pushing it, but no, that one they did some kind of movie magic on it because they were both of them on the screen. Yeah, and here's more like of that. it. So now it has to. They got to jump to get away into the moat. What? Oh, right into the moat. And I bet you neither of them motive. was Peter Sellers. Oh, did you hear about that poor castle guard? He got demoted. Demote, demoted. Very nice, Michael. All right. I'll now they're at, saying, uh, see, he's dead. He's dead. I am the king. Ha ha ha. Oh, one's going to pop out and they go, there's a king. That's and then the other right. one's going to pop up. They go, what? Two kings? I am Nostradamus. <laughs> it's the the surprise, you know, after the contest is played, there's always one more contest. That's what this was. Here we are in London again. And yeah. our king is back at the roulette table. And they're like, oh, Rudolph. And he goes, my name's not Rudolph. I'm Sydney. They've switched. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably going to still bet on the same. So he has now... Oh, there's my favorite guy. It is him! There's the count. He's... But he always gets humiliated. <laughs> what eyebrow immediately arches. Now, you don't get to see it. You hate that. Yeah. There's... You saw the guard laugh at it. Now, oh. Sydney has become the king, and he gets to marry his true love. Oh, isn't that nice? You are, you are now king and married to the girlfriend. Now drive me home, bitch. Still driver. Yeah, like I'll drive. Don't forget, don't forget your class. <laughs> right? They must be classes bastards. Like you, you can still drive. You're a driver after all. Yeah, there he is. Look how cute. Yup, he's driving his own carriage. Some king, upper crust. Oh, and then the movie paused. And then we get the, the Saturday Evening Post font. Saturday Evening Post font. Uh, letting us know that it's really well, not well, 1980 they, yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Like like many films that came out in 1979 and 80. We're not there yet. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had just watched The Prisoner of Zenda, uh, the third last movie from Peter Sellers. Carl, what you think of The Prisoner of Zelda? I Zelda. enjoyed it. It was not his best film at all whatsoever, but I still enjoyed it. Right. I think it's a good kids film, right? And there's a little raunch for the parents. And, uh, uh, I don't know about a kids really film. Was... There was a lot of sex in it. But nothing like... All right. Okay. Yeah. We're good. Well, yeah, you're right. It was flirtatious uh, innuendos, yeah. but uh... well, it's that the comedy timing, the comedy beat where Harpo chases the woman around the room. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's that kind of you know, he's yeah. old Randy and he's he's macking on married women, but for the most part, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. It was pretty boring. There was no fiendish plot of Fu Manchu, I guess. Oh, I thought it was. Well, you listen Move to it with shit. the audio. Uh, the guy's, it, Peter Sellers does a great acting job. I love his lisp. 
I loved him doing Cockney. Yeah. I loved him as the... Uh, and, and, of course, we had my favorite actor there. This film was enjoyable, yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it's on YouTube, and it's on a lot of channels, to be honest with you. So it's not hard to find. But we right. like the version from Universal Galaxy Pictures, which I have now subscribed to. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed the movie. We are Let's Watch a Full Life Movie on YouTube. We're filmed on location in Austria and approved by number 25540. We're going to be back next Sunday. You can listen to us on Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, thanks to our great station manager, Bam Benjamin. And uh, love next week, Bam. Carl. We love Bam. Do you, um, would you like to pick the movie for next week, or do you want to do it in two weeks? Uh, no, I'll do it in two weeks because I really got to pick a clunker for you, and you got to watch it like four okay. times, dude. Yeah, I'll watch it. For, I swear, I will. I promise our audience, I will watch the movie four times and have notes. Uh, but for you, my friend, our next movie is one of the Frankie Avalon and that's Minicello movies, and Good it's choice. on YouTube. Although I think it's on that channel that plays too many ads, but we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll iron out the details. Of course. It's not Beach Blanket Babylon. It's not Dr. Goldfoot in the uh, bikini, bikini machine. No, we're going to change course. We're not at the beach. It's Ski Party from 1966. And uh, Carl, can you play? Can you do the trailer for me? Yes. Okay. So, audience, just put in trailer Ski Party. And Mike said 66, but that would mean I was born. I wasn't born. It's Ski Party 1965 okay. trailer. From the channel Night of the Trailers. So find that and slide oh, back wow. to zero, zero, zero. Okay, sounds good. I thought you were going to just reenact it, but I'm, I'm excited uh, to actually I don't, do it. When I reenacted zero to 60, I had seen the movie, so I could do it. For this one, <laughs> I, you know. Right. Well, you, you're the guy on the improv uh, team who's like, what? A dentist? No, I, I, I don't know what a dentist does. You know, I'm not really a dentist. I wouldn't know. You have to Where? Wisconsin? To I've never been. Yeah. All right. So uh, give us a countdown and, and uh, play us the audio. Okay. Ski Party 1965 trailer. Night of the Trailers is the channel. In three, two, one, go. Yeah, what do surfers and sunners do? Sunners. When it snows. <laughs> ski party. This is gonna yeah. suck. Whoops. Join Frankie oh, that's Paul. As girls? What? As girls? Oh, and that's not in this one. So it's gonna be a musical? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 60s dancing and old ladies looking hip. Oh, no, they're pretending to be women. When girls get together... Move over, Jack Lemon. Right. Fuck you, Tony Curtis. Dwayne Hickman and Frankie Avalon are cross-dressing ski partiers. Wow, that's a big joke. <laughs> Let's all go skiing. The tops. Yeah. Today's Nottest Talents. Leslie Gore. 
sunshine and lollipop. Wow, James Brown? Nice hair. Look at that. Yeah. There's like one guy bored. No, he's sick. A ski instructor, it's a pleasure to learn from. And then you say it stays completely dark for eight months of the year in Stockholm? Yeah, this is true. Of course, you must have big light bills. No, you can't walk around much in the winter. After skiing, cuddle up before a warm fire with a cool chip. That's a hell of a fire. Yeah, that's one of those weird middle-of-the-room fireplaces. Every he, there's a she. Send you soaring! Whoa, ski party. It's a long-ass trailer. Where's James Brown on the skis? Very nice. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we'll be watching next week, and we hope you can join us. Carl, it's been a pleasure. I agree, and it was a pleasure to watch that film yeah. with you, and thank you for pretending that yeah. you enjoyed it. Oh, I did that for at least the first 48 hour, uh, minutes of this movie, so at least I could do. For the Wonderful. First. No, it was good. It was, it was great, and I don't have to watch it again. Uh, audience, thank you so much. We would love to see you back next week. Uh, I want to mention you have a, a open mic on Zoom on Tuesdays, but that's like saying you have a podcast. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're a comic with a Zoom show and a podcast? What the? Ooh, you're living you're a life. Living a dream. <laughs> <laughs> you are nobody. Living a nightmare. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, let's, just, let's just watch Ski Party right now. Let's keep the show. Nah, yeah, let's done. keep going. Right, that's what it is. Let's keep going. Nah. Next time. Let's watch Please, this is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing, despite of their size. Please. Please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio GoFundMe and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond.
don't let our world end. I am Italian, and we brought you fascismus with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, tuned every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it. And don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. We are deep into the happy hour. We're a couple minutes in. We've got some comedians that are all together outside socially distanced, together in spirit, not actually in practice, just in spirit. Please remember that happy hour open mic is a clean mic because we're projecting onto the street at 21st in Florida. And although we have a permit from the city that says, heck yeah, go ahead and do that. We have neighbors and they have children and they don't want to hear our terrible F swears in their delicate ears. So it's not that hard not to swear, I promise. So please, 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 please do your best. Also, uh, we are here for safety. We've got all the safety. Um, a lot of comedians have their own mic condoms. I have mine in my pocket. If you did not bring your own microphone or your own mic condom, by the door there are purple gloves, and I invite you to take one of those purple gloves and use it as a condom, a five-fingered condom, over the mouth of that microphone. It, don't worry, it doesn't dampen the sound too much. All right, also there is a bucket over there for donations because boy, do we need it. Um, COVID was really tough on Mutiny Radio and somehow I kept it alive 
So, I don't know. My parents don't think I'm a genius, but I, whatever. I did it. Yay, me. Okay, I'm going to come around, do a couple jokes. We're going to get this thing started. Clap your tushies. Yay, clap, 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 clap. Here comes the pitch, and it comes in wide. Fresh mic condom. Fresh condom on the mic. How is that for sound-wise? Everybody can hear it? Need to be a little louder? Is good? All right. Hey, here we are on the street. Hey, how you doing? Comedy on the street. Good times. Uh, yes. Hey, new guys, new girls. That's exciting stuff. That this This first name can't be a real name. Sometimes when you look at names on the list and you're like, that's... That's a fake. There can't be a real. I'm going to look at your ID after because I don't believe it. I also don't believe. Okay, no, it, I can hear it. You know how, like, when you talk into microphones so much, you don't know if you can hear yourself on the speakers or not? That's what's happening to me. Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, for the night. Hi, guys. You look like you're 17. I know that the mask is weird, but show me that pretty mouth. Are you? How old are you? I was 18. I was a year off. See, if you were young, one year younger, that would have been really inappropriate. But this, in this case, no problem. 18, yeah. No, it's, how did you hear about it, young man? He told you. All right. Well, cool. You're not Ian, though. You're not Ian Langland. I can't tell. Everybody looks the same with masks on at this point. I'm like, I'm supposed to know everybody from their eyes. I was walking down the street, and a, and a gentleman, he's like, Pam, Pam. I'm like, I'm not going to... I can't tell who you are with the, it's going to be even more awkward than it usually is. Cool. I don't remember anybody's names ever. That's why you wrote them down on this wonderful list. I'm so lucky. Uh, all right, so I'm going to, when I come out, I'll bring out the little horn and a little timer. When you hear the horn, it'll go, wow, wow. Uh, that means you have a minute. So uh, that's how that works. Uh, don't, it ain't, ain't no nation like a donation. Uh, hook us up. That would be cool. Uh, also, please remember, this is a clean mic because of our neighbors, so no F-swears. You could say flip. You could say, you know, darn. I mean, whatever. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. Don't get don't get too nervous about it. It's, it's not that tough. Uh, all right. Your first comedian of the night has an amazing name. Put your hands together, everybody, for Johnny Casino. felt safe since the 90s. All right, everybody. How you doing? You having fun, San Francisco? Wonderful 21st in Florida. Raise your hands. Are you from San Francisco? Anyone? Who is anymore? It's just a visitor center, right? I, I guess I'm the, the bullet sound check guy. Anyway, yeah, my name really is Johnny Casino. I know that might astonish some of you. Uh, not me so much. I'm the third. Two before me, 
and uh, my family's unoriginal, so they couldn't come up with a new name. Anyway, yeah, I'm a comedian. I live in Sacramento. Sacramento. I, I, what does it say? Sacagawea. I live in Sacagawea. Right in a right. Yeah. Well, I was trying to not be in front of the speaker when that happened. All right. <laughs> this is already better than my last set when a brawl broke out. But that's fun. Um, San Francisco, I don't really visit here often. I used to come here every week to do shows. And then um, two years ago, I just sort of, I don't know. I dried up. The town drove. It's better behind the speaker. Safer back here. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. There's the sweet spot right there. <laughs> the doorway's the sweet spot. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Comedy across the street. Come on over. All right. So, um, you guys, there's a lot of different things that go on in life, right? You guys travel, you date, all that stuff. It's just going to keep doing that. I just don't know why. It's never been a problem before. I just don't know what's going on. All right. That's no problem. I'll talk through it. Pain. I'm in a lot of pain right now. It's been a long time since I tried to do comedy again. So, um, <laughs> I keep getting distracted by that. Um, I am. Um, I'm happily in a relationship now, and it took a while. And there was a lot of uh, dating scenes, kind of crazy now. We've all heard dating app jokes, so I'm not really going to shove those down your throat right now, but um, I had to use dating apps because people don't meet each other naturally anymore. So I go to um, go on a couple different ones. You go on a bunch of dates. I really found that this to be a constant, though. Really all dating is is a, a really elaborate roommate search. All you really find, you're, you're looking for someone who's going to match um, your style, your cleaning schedule, and hopefully um, has a larger mattress than you do. Uh, I also think that mostly what's happening when people come over to your house for that first time they visit you is they're just uh, evaluating where you live. They look at your uh, windows, they're like, ooh, okay, you have curtains, that's a plus. A dishwasher, nice, nice. And a laundry machine, cool. When can I move in? I, I have my own dating app idea now because of that. Because that's the way it always seems. People checking out your amenities. I want a dating app that just connects those with a washer and dryer with those that don't have one. Call it Tumble. Yeah, it's, it's dry humor. <laughs> Let it whirl around your head for a while. I'm just trying to give you my all here. Alright, such a change in the tide. Really feeling washed up here. <laughs> anyway, um, when I was out dating, I met a couple of weird women, and um, they kind of shocked me in a little way. Uh, there was this one person I went out with. Things were going well, and we went to her house. When I went to her house for the first time, we arrived, and first thing I did is I checked the front lawn. No children's toys. Good. <laughs> Not ready to be a dad. Uh, we get to her door though, right? She opens the door, and I'm just hit with this funk. Just hits me right in the face. Just bam. I wish masks were th around then. And 
it stank really bad. I was like, oh my god. I realized what it was. This woman's a hoarder. You guys know what hoarders are like, right? Uh, you've seen the show. You maybe are one. Um, but she wasn't a hoarder of, like, goods. She was a hoarder of sugar gliders. You guys know what those are? Yes. But she had about 15 of them. And as soon as we walked in the door, they just started whipping around, because they fly. If you don't know what a sugar glider is, it's a little tiny squirrel that flies. And as they fly, they'll piss and shit wherever they want to go. Sorry for the cuss. That was unavoidable. But there's plenty of it on the streets, so we're cool. Um, yeah, the little sugar gliders, one of them lands right on my shoulder, right? I'm like, Ugh. She's like, oh, do you like my little friends? I was like, uh, not really, but I want to get laid, so <laughs> yeah, I love them. Um, and then this is the fun, this is the best part. She produced a grape from her person to feed it. We were out for four hours. We didn't go buy grapes. Where did the grapes come from? She just had them on her the whole time. She's here you go. Feeds the little guy on me. And then it flies off into the wild of her house. And then she, at this point, I'm already like, I don't want to be here. This is kind of gross. And uh, so I say, hey, uh, I think I want to go. She's like, no, no, no. Why don't you come in the bedroom? And I'm like, you know, I need to get laid. Okay, fine. So I go to her bedroom, and the cage for those circle gliders is in the bedroom. It takes up half of the bedroom, and it's like the epicenter of where the smell is coming from, too. So that's really pody, and uh, I was really, really worried about, like, what I, if I was going to, how do I leave? What do I do? And then she's like, you want to get on the bed? I'm like, uh, yeah. Yes, I do. So we start fooling around, and then I hear her door open, right? And then she starts panicking. Oh, no, no. I got to, uh, we stopped. I'm like, well, what's wrong? She's like, my mom's home. I was like, oh, don't be embarrassed. And she said, no, 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 I'm not embarrassed that someone's here. I I'm embarrassed that you're a comedian. Anyway, that was a joke. Pam gave me the honk. Yeah? You want me to wait for you to come, no, come back? Come on by me. I'll be in the corner while I talk to you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. We're good. All right. You uh, co-host? Okay. I want to get those for later. All right. We'll just... Uh, all right. What's your name, sir? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, give your hands a clapping exercise for Mr. Hunter. Fuck yes, people. Please take off your condom. Take off your condom, sir. I don't want your sloppy seconds. Thank you very much. How are we doing, guys? Four minutes. Four minutes, got it, Pam. I'm doing fucking great. I am. I just got a job, finally. Yay, me. Bad news is my dad's my boss. Yeah, you ever like your father as a boss? Let me tell you what it's like. You ever been fired and grounded on the same day? Yeah, it's not fucking okay. You know, you get fired and then you get sent to your room. It's not okay, dude. It's not. It sucks. But yeah, I still got a job. That's all for that. I, um... I'm really happy I got the job because I haven't done shit during COVID. Uh, the most productive thing I've done this past year is get a new couch. So pretty much all I did was find a more comfortable place to rest my depression. You know, worst part about that, I didn't even buy the couch. It was my best friend's couch. He broke up with his girlfriend and took all the fucking furniture. Oh, hey. oh that's my one. All right. It took all the furniture, all right? So pretty much I just, the, the place that, the thing that brings me the most joy in life right now is built upon the sadness and desperation of other people. It's horrible. You ever fart on failure? It's amazing. 
Sounds exactly like leather. It's great though, guys. A little bit about me, my name's Hunter Uniac. My dad's a current meth addict. My mom's a former cokehead. And I'm a raging alcoholic, which is my parents have to be proud of me. You know, that's fun. Hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah, cool, cool.